and welcome to the AK-47 podcast. My name is Kristen Godsey, and me and my daughter are here with another bonus episode. Bonus! Bonus! And we're going to talk about friendship and nurturing lateral relationships. I think at the end of the last episode that we did, my daughter asked me about Colin Ty's most important message for 2023. And I thought that a really important message was to really take the idea of friendship and nurturing our lateral relationships with our friends and family and comrades really seriously as important political work. And so after we had that conversation, just a few days ago, we were talking about what it means to really share your time with people in a particular way and how our society, particularly if you are a university student in the United States, does not value in any way or recognize the importance of this sort of lateral relationship nurturing. Well, basically, in the life of a college student right now, given that it's the end of winter break for me, I've been thinking a lot about summer internships and building my resume so that I can send it out to people so that they can decide whether or not they want to hire me. But basically I was thinking about like, what do I do all day? And like, what, you know, how do I spend my time when I'm at college? And a lot of what I do is I hang out with my friends and that's, um, and I, then it got me thinking about like, you know, hob the way that we talk about like hobbies and like what, you know, when you're introducing yourself to somebody that you don't know on campus, sometimes you'll like, you'll ask someone like, oh, so like, what do you do outside of class or whatever? Like, what kind of activities do you do? And for me, I'm like, well, I mean, I am part of a couple of little clubs, but they don't spend, they don't take up that much of my time. Um, And so I was thinking about it and I was like, well, you can't really say like, well, I hang out with my, that doesn't teach you really anything about a person. When if, if you meet somebody who's a stranger and you ask them like what they do on campus and they're like, well, I hang out with my friends a lot. That's like a weird, that's like not, not something that you would say just to, to explain like who you are. And it's also not something that you could put on your resume to like quantify it as like some valuable like thing experience that would be in any way akin to like being president of some society or like being an athlete or, you know, having gotten this award or done this internship in the past, um, that kind of thing. And so, I don't know, I mean, given how long you've now been talking about Colin Tai um, under this roof, yes, it got me thinking about Colin Tai in terms of, like, the transactional nature of relationships and, like, how we evaluate them and value them. Because, obviously, Colin Tai really wanted people to be having yes, she did. a lot of... Lateral la- relationships. Lateral relationships, exactly. Um, and so I was like, well is the problem that, like, we don't value these relationships. So, I mean, on one, you could, like, I guess you could be like, well, I have, like, advanced conversational skills, which I practice every day of the week by hanging out with my friends. And that that can go on my resume of, like, you know, like, practice and eloquence and whatever. Like, yeah, like, I guess. Orational skills. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I practice my future acceptance speeches on my on my besties but then the problem with that is that you're then just sort of quantifying and like commodifying the human relationships that are like not meant to be 
you know, that that shouldn't be commodified. But making them transactional yeah, in some way. Making them transactional as in, like, my relationship makes me better as a person in these ways. Or, like, it trains me to, like, have a career someday in, in this specific way. Like It adds it, to your human capital exactly. so that you can be more valuable on a job exactly. market. Exactly. Yeah. And so if we, like... If that's like, I think that it's it is important to to be able to talk to people and to like have really good friendships that like you care about and that you invest time in. And like, I mean, I have both me and I have friends who like have spent a lot of time when we could have been doing when we should have been doing like homework and stuff, like helping a friend in need when they're like sad or freaking out about something or if something bad has happened to them. And that is time that really doesn't. That's like emotional, you know labor I guess and like energy that we that is like time in our day and like mental energy mental bandwidth that is used on other people but not necessarily in a way that you're getting paid for or recognized for by anybody outside of that interpersonal relationship but if we start treating anyway we start treating that as like a transactional relationship that's commodified then then you're just commodifying human relationships and that's just as much of a problem under capitalism as not valuing human relationships. So it's sort of a catch-22. Yeah, so we were seems, talking about. Yeah, this, you know, because definitely, you know, Colin Tai seems to think that under a socialist society, in a socialist society, it will be easier. We will have more time where we are outside of the market and we will have personalities and identities independent of their market value and what you're identifying that's what I heard you saying the other day which I just thought was so interesting is that in a capitalist society especially a hyper capitalist society like the United States Mm -hmm. and in a university context where you're all kind of worried about summer internships and Mm -hmm. jobs after university and all that kind of stuff you are constantly thinking about your time in a way Mm. and how it will help you further your goals to be productive and desirable on a labor market with prices determined by supply and demand. And this thing that you spend so much time or share so much time doing, Mm -hmm. like hanging out with your friends and going to parties and just sort of Shooting shit. Shooting. Exactly. I mean, it's really, you can't, you're not like a conversational engineer or, (laughs) right? It's a, it's a, it's a weird category and it doesn't, it's not quantifiable. And that's a good thing. Like, I definitely think that it's a good thing that human relationships can be independent of whether or not they make us more valuable as workers and laborers. But on the other hand, it does create a bizarre conundrum when you're actually trying to write a resume or yeah. introduce yourself to people that you don't know on campus who are kind of interested in not only who you are, but also who you might become. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird position because also it's like how much, yeah, like it sort of, the way that things are set up makes, makes us, or makes me feel like we're constantly thinking about like, how much of my day can be written down on paper? You know, like, what did I get done today on like a small scale? But it's also like, what do I do during the semester or during the week or whatever? Like, what are the things, like, I have a friend who's totally got all sorts of things that she's doing all the time. And, and she's just, she's like, oh yeah, I have a meeting for this like little playwriting thing that I 
like I read script like scripts for this like theater whatever in in New York or whatever and then she's like mentoring high school students who are like applying to colleges and then she's like doing this and that and the other thing and she has like a job on campus and so like she has a lot of things that, that are paper writable that are paper writable that are like you know like you can look at her like the list of things that she does I mean like I could be like oh yeah she's in the orchestra and she does this thing for the scripts and she does this thing helping the students and she also has a job on campus and she also like practices her violin for something else and she also like blah blah blah, blah. Like, you, like you can list off all of the things that she's running around doing all the time and then there are, and then like there are other people who are like yeah like I hang out. I hang out. I hang out that. Well, because it's also like I, in terms of like market value of like a human being, yeah. like I sometimes find out like people that I don't know that well, people who are like friends but not like close friends. Right. Sometimes I like hear about like where they're from or like their major or something like yeah. that. Like especially finding out people's majors like months after like meeting them and seeing them somewhat frequently and being yeah. like damn, they're a computer science major? Really? Yeah. Like, that is also a weird thing, where it's, like, something that's so face value yeah. about someone. Like, the one of the first things you learn about any given college student, like, when you meet, like, you know, adults meet college students. Yeah. They're like, first, where do you go to college? Second, what do you major in? Yeah. And, or what are you going to major in? Like, what, what are you going to do with that major? Like, yeah. those are the questions that you get asked. And then it's, like, sometimes, it, I've, to me, it's really nice to be, like, wow, I love that I got to know this person as, like, a human being right. long before I found out, like, their major. Well, and it's also, the, the quantifiability, it really made me think, like, look, if you had 700,000 followers on Twitter or, you know, 200,000 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. that would be relevant mm-hmm. to something that you could write on paper. Yeah. Even if you've never met any of those people, but if you have like 10 really good friends that you hang out with, you can't like yeah, say that. That's a really good point. Right? That's just messed You're up. Like, there are 10 people that I could probably call in the middle of the night and they would come over to help me. Like, right. That's like, and, and people would be like, why the fuck are you putting that on your resume? <laughs> but like, right. why does it matter if like 700,000 strangers on the internet follow you? Many of them are probably bots, too. That's the worst thing, right? You could say, all of my friends are human. (laughs) None of them are bots. But you're right. But but it's because it's not... It's because capital is not involved in exploiting those relationships in any way, it seems. I guess. But, like, in some ways it is, I feel like. Or maybe not... But, like, okay, like, friend... like, Like... the, the marketing like restaurants and mm-hmm. things are marketing like more and more like buy yourself something special for like whatever like have a girls shopping trip or like go whatever like yeah Valentine's like, Day Valentine's Day it's coming up like it's the perfect example of like like it's we we've, we've started like capitalism has started marketing to friends right and friend being, like, groups friend groups and like you know like all sorts of like friendship referral codes like if you refer your friend to buy something from american eagle then american eagle will give you a 20 percent discount and your friend a 20 percent discount and you have to have a friend who's going to buy something in order to like yeah. get that discount and that like all i mean that goes that's like a big thing yeah almost every online retailer has that now um and so that's like like in some ways like there it's the sort of obliquely capitalizing on friendships but it's not like like the fact that you have friends is what's at stake there rather than like right because I I can't even imagine like seeing a resume where 
it says, you know, your name, your whatever, your major, maybe your tentative GPA and some information about your campus jobs. And then like under extracurriculars, I hang out with my friends. Yeah. That's like preposterous. But it but it should be able to say that. Yeah. Like I have really or, good but, friends. Well, but maybe you shouldn't because then if, if hanging out with your friends is something that you want to put on your resume, then that detracts from friendship a little bit. Isn't that what we're saying? That like yeah. that modifies. So like it's I, I, it's a dilemma. Like I'm not really sure what I think about it because right. like, I feel like you should be able to say I hang out with my friends a lot. I have really close friendships, people that I trust and who trust me. Yeah, and from the perspective of somebody who's going to hire you, evidence that you have good friends is probably a good thing. It means that you're not a jerk, right? That you're actually somebody. Yeah. Especially if you're working in any sort of industry where you have to deal with other people. Having a lot of friends is like, I mean, if you're, if you can't be like, yeah, if you're going to have coworkers, like nobody, right. nobody wants to hire somebody who's going to play poorly with their coworkers or with their boss or whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you're right. It's, it's a dilemma. It's a catch 22 because on the one hand, I think it is really important to keep friendship out of the market, to keep it away from this sort of crude quantification that gets done like with the number of followers or how much clout you have or whatever. And the fact that corporations want to try to abuse our friendship relations yeah. to get us to convince our friends to buy things so that we can get discounts or whatever. Yeah. So I, I see that that's a problem, but on the other hand, and I see this with my students too, it's hard to justify just hanging out. Yeah. It's hard to justify just being with people that you like and sharing yeah. your time with them. And I see that like there's this anxiety that they have that every minute that they spend kind of hanging out with other people is time that they could be using to do something uh -huh. that you can put on paper. Exactly. Well, and it's also like in terms of relationships and, and stuff with other people, like there's also, I mean, like, there are people at my school who can, who, like, are in a position to, like, help you out down the line. Like, it's also, like, different types networking. of networking, exactly, mm. is a thing that people want to do at place at places like, you know, my school and, like, yeah. just college in general. Like, that's, that's also something that, like, just hanging out with people that you really like and who sort of, like, you get you yeah. is... Like it's if different you have a networking. finite amount of social time, yeah, then networking is also something that you like, and then you have, and then you have people who like network their whole first couple years of at at college, and then they don't have any Pretty real friends. friends. Oh, that's awful, and that's horrible. Yeah, but then there are people who like you know have really really good friends, and then they graduate, and they're like, yeah, nobody's gonna like be able to help me get a job, right? Because they spend all their time hanging out with just people that yeah, they like, yeah, they weren't thinking about, and they weren't thinking yeah, about like, that's advantageous friendships. Oh, that's a big problem. And I actually a, a journalist from Thirty Fourth Street, which is like the. Yeah you know, culture magazine at the University of Pennsylvania interviewed me. And I was trying to say that it's really important for students to think about unstructured kind of hanging out time. And she asked me directly, how does that compare to networking? And I immediately said, networking is totally transactional. You're basically looking at other people to see yeah. how they can help you. Rather than looking at other people to be like, wow, I could waste a lot of time hanging out with this yeah. person and doing nothing. And that seems to be a very different thing. Yeah. I mean, some of the most 
joyous moments in my life are just hanging out with you and doing nothing. Yeah. It's shooting not, the shit. Yeah. Just it's shooting the shit. It's just not productive yeah. and it's not quantifiable yeah. at all. I mean, we tried to call them Socratic dinners. That's yeah. I mean, we're, we also like just had a conversation about this recently. I know. And then I you know. were like, let's make it into a podcast. I know. I did. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing right now. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, this is totally non-commercial. Yeah. We have, yeah. No profit. No profit. Made. Yeah, no profit. <laughs> Trust me. If anything, this is a losing enterprise for me in terms of time. And actually, I pay yeah. to host out of my pocket. I pay Buzzsprout to host this podcast. So it's and to do like the auto mixing, the auto whatever. whatever magic mixer thing yeah. to make it so that it sounds okay. I mean, actually, yeah, this podcast costs. And me you money. spent money on a mic. Yeah, of course, the microphone. Yeah, no, and not to mention all the time that it takes to to edit. Yeah. So, so yeah, so at least in this case, this conversation it was just relevant because I <laughs> I do think. I am trying to weasel out of it because it is true that we are, in some ways, being very instrumental about our conversation in the car the other day. But I think it's something that's worth thinking about because I'm sure a lot of people face this dilemma, especially we live such busy lives. So Mm -hmm. many people are so precarious and it's really hard to allocate a very scarce resource that we have, which is our time. Yeah. And it's like if you only, yeah, if you have a finite amount of time, like what are you going to spend because it is like, yeah, the dilemma is like if you are given the world we live in, if you're if you're prioritizing hanging out over, you know, resume building activities, yeah, or just like doing your homework, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, then you are making a sacrifice, but like, so maybe the answer to this is that every friend group should be a book club like not officially like I mean not really Uh in the sense that you know or like it should have a name Mm. so so like the dead poet society or (laughs) you know or like just some like you know um like I can say that I'm the that that me and my friend are like the inaugural members of the Battlestar Galactica club. Yes, and we just watch BSG. Exactly. Well, that's what people try to do that because you can get funding from my school to like when you start a club. So people try to start their own clubs to get funding. Yeah, and the they're quite discerning about that. Well, I'm sure they are discerning <laughs> about in order that. To be, you have to like if you want to be like. We have to have bylaws, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't. But I mean, the thing is, is that maybe the the answer here is to sort of beat capitalism at its own game, Mm. right? Which is that because you know women my age get together for book clubs, like theoretically they're book clubs, and I think that you know if they have partners, they say, "Oh, I'm going to my book club," you know, and it Mm -hmm. sounds all innocent. But what is it? It's a bunch of women sitting around drinking wine and like gabbing, gabbing. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes we actually do talk about the books. Some book clubs are more serious than others. But maybe the answer is to just sort of create a kind mm-hmm. of container, a cat, like a conversation society. That's probably too formal. But maybe, you know, there needs to be just a better word mm-hmm. to name. Because let's face it, a lot of things about capitalism are just about BS, Yep. Right. And as long as you can BS your way into it, it's fine. So, you know, you can be like an interpersonal relations engineer or <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't know. 
But you're right. I just think it's a it is it is ironic that the one thing that probably brings us the most joy. Mm-hmm. I just did this exercise with my class yesterday and I asked people if they had a day off, you know, mm-hmm. what would they yeah. do? And almost, you know, the majority of people said they would hang out with the small groups of of friends and family that they already know. Mm-hmm. It was very clear that that was what most people would choose if given their own, mm-hmm. you know, left to their own devices. And yet, as you say, it's the one thing that our very disgusting late capitalist lives don't mm-hmm. give us time and bandwidth to do. And like, oddly enough, like all of those people, I mean, I think it would be funny. It would be interesting to look at those, all those people who said that they given a day off, they would like hang out with their friends, yeah. you know, their close friends or people that they already knew. How many of them go to parties every weekend Yeah, on campus? Right. Right. Because I would bet that it's a lot of them. Yeah, actually, and that was really interesting. Only two people in the class said that they would prefer to go to like to, to spend time with a big group of people that they didn't that they didn't necessarily know. know very well. Yeah, and you know, and this journalist from from Thirty Fourth Street, in fact, said that her favorite time is after the party when she's sort of hanging out with her friends and they're just kind of talking, mm-hmm. and it's a small group and it's late at night and nobody really has any interest in getting anything done because it's late and they've had too much to drink and so they're just hanging. Mm-hmm. We should do that more often, I think. But it's just yeah. hard, as you say, to find the structured time to do it. And I mean, but co- it's also the kind of thing that if when you structure, like when you structure time like that, if you're like tonight, guys, yeah, we're gonna stay in, yeah, and we're gonna drink wine and we're gonna hang out. I've tried to do this many times, yeah, and like a lot of the time, things just ha- these things have to be like. When you try to impose like a scheduled structure on them, they have a way of falling through. Yeah, because it's I think partially because it's not prioritized. Exactly because you can, because it's not it's paper not, writable. You can't put it on a resume. Out isn't paper isn't is isn't able to be written on paper, but it's a place where you can network. Exactly. So we've prioritized networking mm-hmm. as a way of building human capital being seen out. and being seen out. But but hanging out with your close friends is not valuable because yeah. it's not an avenue to any kind of social mobility or networking or blah, 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 blah. So it is a real dilemma. I don't mm-hmm. know what the answer is, except for that Colin Ty would definitely say if we lived in a more socialistic society, all of this would be easier. And so we wouldn't have to deal with it. And we wouldn't have to deal with it. So maybe the answer is socialism. Maybe. On that note, thank you all so much for listening. I promise I will get back to reading Colin Tai in the next episode. (laughs) My daughter is going back to university tomorrow, so we will not have the opportunity to do this again for a while, probably. I will miss you. But for now, I'll miss you too. For now, thank you for listening and keep up the good fight. (laughs) 